Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I execute my right to enforce my healthy boundaries. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're talking today on a topic which could be perceived as a bit of fun, but it's also kind of serious because it obviously affects all of us and it's social media. You know, we've heard, well, Jane, Jane, I know, and she'll talk to you about this in a minute, is very passionate about the amazing gifts and opportunities that the internet has brought into all of our lives. And from a global perspective, the amount of um, that, that viral zeitgeist, mass movement, the, the wayfarer, the, the shifts that can happen as a result of this being completely connected across, across the world. Of course, on the complete other end of the spectrum, you've got literally deaths through cyberbullying. You know, you've got the trolling that goes on online. You've got people who are who use the internet. Uh, you know, you give you give a human being anything, and they'll either use it for, for gain or for good, or for you know, they'll decide what they're going to do with it. So we've got people using the internet for coercion, for manipulation, um, you know, for um, abuse, and and all, all the other sort of realm, realms that are out there. So today we'd like to talk to you as our consciously aware listeners about how you use social media in your daily lives, where perhaps we do need to enforce some of those healthy boundaries that Jane talked about in her affirmation just before, and where if you've got teenagers or young children in your household, what happens with screen time, and and where is the spirituality in all of this? How can we make this world of screens that we now live in, more authentic to a higher vibrational truth, Jane? Where to start? That's so much going through my mind. And you're quite right. As I've said before, I truly believe the internet is the greatest invention in my lifetime. And uh, it excites me for so many reasons. It excites me for the transparency. It excites me in the glass ceiling being broken I love the ability to connect with like-minded people. I love the ability to be able to have my own university, my Facebook page where it says, you know, what university did you go to? I've got Google. Um, I love that it has enabled me to be self-learning in whatever direction I wish. Mm. However, there's the flip side. Mm. And I've had a few incidences happen over the last few months that have really made me look deeper at the whole social media thing. The first one started where I put a post up a couple of weeks ago about this Dr. Keisha, K-E-S-H-E, who is a, a scientist, Iranian-born, London-trained, and he's invented, the short version is he's invented this... Alternative energy, mate. Yeah, yeah, which potentially can remove the need for any sort of gas, petrol, any of that sort of thing. And I have sort of followed him a little bit for a little while and I got really excited when I read a post um, about how he had he was that day presenting these boxes to the Ambassadors Congress in Italy. Put it up on Facebook. In my excitement, I literally was like a kid. I was throwing my legs, bouncing my legs under the table with excitement and joy. And then got it because I knew that some people in, you know, my um, social media gang um, were excited but would be excited by this and I was keen for them to give me updates on anything they could find. 
Uh, and I had a little bit of that going on in the comments, but then I had some people that I care about very deeply comment going, Jane, love to believe this, but I think he might be a nutter. Now, these people I care about, so I took the time to try and step them through some different research that they could look at to come up with their own conclusion. And then I started getting the trolls commenting. And I thought, at first I went, okay, how do I bother to answer somebody who's just written one word that just says nutcase or wanker? Loony, I think it was. In oh, all, loony, in was all it? capital letters. Right, okay. How do I bother answering that when I've spent years coming to conscious awareness of how vibrational science works? And then I thought, why bother? So I didn't. I just didn't reply. And that's actually probably one of the first times in my social media that I've not replied. And I sat in that for a while and then I thought, that feels bloody good. And I realised that I had been allowing, by placing a post and having people be free to comment, I had subconsciously chosen that I would take the responsibility to reply to, or consciously, that I would reply to every person who ever posts on any of my social media. And so I've had a shift in my boundaries with that now and thought, no, I don't actually have to reply. They've had their say. That's all they wanted to. I don't need to get into a discussion. So that was one example of a boundary that's shifted for me recently. Shall I go on to some other examples, Beck, or have yeah. you got something to say there? I've so much to say, but you just keep talking, Jane. <laughs> well, now I've forgotten the other one. Oh, now, well, one of the ones that we, we've just had this discussion. So... Um, it appears that a lot of people are listening to audio recordings on YouTube. And so, you know, as you know, we do ours through RSS feeds on our website or through iTunes. And so Beck and I have been working with our IT guy on having our podcast also available on YouTube. Um, and one of the things that we, or uh, well, Beck raised was, do we allow comments or not? Because you can switch them off and on on YouTube. And YouTube... I think, I forget the stats, but YouTube is almost the number one place to go in the world right now. It's like, it's above Facebook. It's yeah. Above, like, m most of the population, believe it or not, when they want to search for something, they search it in YouTube, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but that's where they go. So it's a, and, and wasn't uh, it, YouTube's Jane, open for me. My app in YouTube is open most days. Right. And wasn't it you as well that said that um, Oprah and Ellen get 80% of their guests, yes. they find them on YouTube. Yes, that's so right. So that the world is on YouTube. Oh, they can come and find us, Beck. <laughs> Hello. Oh, we're here. No, so, you know, obviously Jane and I, our show is, it's half an hour of audio. We don't have visuals, we don't have videos or movies to go with it. But um, I know that I, see, I had this argument with, my web, with our web guy because he's like, well, what do you want to be on there for? I said, you don't understand. I know a lot of kids jump on there to watch six-second videos or ten-minute fun things, but... I go on there to listen to our meditations sometimes in bed at night off YouTube, and I don't need to see the visuals. I just lie in bed with my eyes closed, and other people can use it. Well, it's not that different to TED Talks. You know, now I never watch the videos. My listening time or my learning time is usually when I'm driving, and so I listen to the audio. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter what visuals are there. I'm still getting a you method of, of information. So the but point was, about the YouTube is that there is um, – Unfortunately, it also seems to carry the stigma of having a really lower vibrational commenting community. There's it does have stats like that, doesn't it? Trash on YouTube. People get very, very 
ugly patterns. And attacked. It's a bit more anonymous than Facebook. You've got your face and your profile attached to everything you say, so maybe that's just enough of a buffer that people hold back a bit more on Facebook because there's more public accountability. Well, it's really a bit like the you know the Twitter accounts that you can have any name that you want. You can open an account, be a troll, exactly. and then close an account within a couple of hours. Exactly. So... So I said to Jane, well, and Luke, uh, sorry to mention your name. Hi, Luke, our web guy, you're fabulous. Um, Which, if anybody's looking for an awesome wellness Luke, IT guy, Luke, he's great. He well, is amazing. The wellness pro, Luke. Um, do we switch comments off or on? Now, this isn't really about YouTube and it's not really about comments. This straight away goes into emotional realms. That's right. Which is what all social media is. And this is why Jane's affirmation today is about boundaries. Because social media is about a thousand little relationships that play out in microseconds all the time, holding up mirrors to you all the time. What do you think about this? How are you going to respond to this? How does that make you feel? What it, it's, it's constantly about who are you and how are you going to respond to this, to, to this, what, what's the word, what's being presented in front of you? Look, I've, I am of the school. Beck and I actually have not discussed the comments thing yet. We're we actually just... We're discussing it now. Yeah, so we're actually workshopping what we're going to do with our YouTube channel with you guys. My thing has always been that, you know, if people make a comment, if they make a criticism, and I've had this in my business, gosh, you want to be criticised, you try being a matchmaker. Um, and, And it's always an opportunity to build, to either do one of a couple of things. The first thing is it gives you an opportunity to show your authenticity that you can cop it on the chin, hear what somebody's got to say and have a right of reply that is respectful, compassionate and firm. Some of the funniest celebrities in the world, all they do is is retweet all the hate mail they get. So every time you open up their account, you just see all the bad things everyone's saying about them, but it's actually taking the power back because it's so funny because they're taking control of it and saying, ah, look what this one said. I love that you've just touched on that. You're taking the power back. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I felt I did in that moment on Facebook where I chose not to answer those couple of um, one-line, you know, negative whatever um, comments. I took my power back yeah, and thought, why am I giving my energy and time away to people that are not interested versus the comments that had been earlier were sceptical. And I like, as we've said many times, scepticism is so healthy. However, the difference was that they were inquiring. And so I personally feel that we can start our YouTube channel with comments open. And if someone goes something really negative about us both, it's my sincere reply would be, um, I'm sorry you feel that's way, that way. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not who I believe we are. Mm. Thanks for your comment. You know, like yeah. they've listened, they've taken the time. I've gone to comment on on YouTube things. It's a pain in the bum. You've got to log in. I can't remember my password. <laughs> oh, I know. So I never make because I I like to thank people that put up. You know, I'll Google on YouTube. You know. Um, how to convert, how to get rid of a background on a graphic or, you know, something that you, you don't do all the time and you forget how to do. And I'd love to go in and just go, thanks for taking the time for doing this free video that's just solved my problem in five minutes. That's it's right. awesome. It improved my business, day. Yeah, exactly. But it's too hard to actually log in and yeah, do it all. It's funny, isn't it? So, but the other thing that can happen with commenters is, and this is interesting as well, you put the thing out there, the video, the, the piece, the meme, the whatever, and then you just sit back. Now, the trolls may pop up, but if you have a tribe, or even if you don't have a tribe, if you just have other people who are like-minded, who resonate, who are believers, they will often take care of the trolls for you. And they'll handle those arguments. You can just watch it all unfolding down in the comments. Where, I had that happen on a, on a social aid um, yes, thing. That's right, where your people defend... 
Do you know, and here's a real world example. There's a restaurant in Adelaide that's been there since 1957 and the menu has not changed, let alone the decor. It's very, very dinky. It's very old school Italian. Everyone loves it for that reason. It's like an iconic place. So everyone who goes gets it. They get that it's a bit shabby and it's tired and it's been run by the same family for three generations and it's a very limited menu and it's but they love the warmth and the you know the personality and the story and everything. The, the, the vibration that is in these premises is understood by those who frequent it and they've had regulars for 30 years. They've watched families, you know, bring the son and the son grows up, then he brings his son and all that kind of thing. Beautiful. So one day uh, a tourist came in. And began to gripe about, oh, they think this is a coffee or what do they call this or what? And everyone in the restaurant turned around and gave it to him. <laughs> you know, like That's if you can loyalty. leave, you can leave. We like, you know, this place, we did it and they stuck up for it, you know. And I love that. And anyway, the same thing can often happen in social media where you get these incredibly strong, um, people almost take sides, don't they? And, and you can just back back slowly and quietly out of the room and close the door softly behind you and leave everyone else to it. Well, you can do that. And I actually had that happen on a negative comment about uh, Social 8 quite a few years ago. And I was, I read it and I let, I just wanted to sit in it and I didn't want to give that, I feel hurt that you feel that way, quick response. I wanted to just sit in it and give a beautiful, warm, genuine reply. I didn't have to. Everyone else did it for me. Yeah. But I was also that person that jumped to someone else's defence. So I have a friend called Mel Grigg. Now, Mel, um, she's currently on that show, Celebrity Apprentice. Mel is most known as being the radio breakfast, uh, the, the radio girl who pranked the royal family. And uh, unfortunately, the, nurse, the, nurse, the nurse, nurse, yeah. she... she um, did an impersonation of the Queen and the, the nurse who answered the phone put her through to um, Princess Catherine's, uh, Kate's room. And then that nurse, unfortunately, uh, suicided. And so it was a very traumatic situation. Now, I've known Mel, don't know her really well, but I've known her, you know, reasonably on and off through just doing bits of radio and, you know, being at a few events. Every time I've seen Mel, she's been nothing but this positive, fun, bubbly, but very warm and kind person. Yeah, she's in entertainment. Yep, she's in radio. We can question whether she should or shouldn't have done that. Um, But there's a whole machine behind her as well that approved that. Nothing goes to air on a massive network. This is a syndicated show throughout Australia on the biggest network. And it was the biggest show. So she's got producers, 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 program directors, everybody that okays everything. Everyone stood by and let it all happen. But she took the rap. And uh, she, you know, no mistakes in life. She um, really did a lot of healing work and growth. And she stood up and faced the music and was incredible. Um, I have come to her defence many times on social media because all I've ever seen is a girl with regret for something that she did that had an intention that had a different outcome to her intention. And that she's got a very loyal tribe now. Somebody, One of the guys on Celebrity Apprentice retweeted a couple of weeks ago that she was a murderer, and you should have seen her tribe come in and support her. She's actually now hit that point. She does still reply, but she doesn't have to, and she's in a really good place. So I think somebody that's gone through that kind of experience is a really good role model to how you can handle social media. And I think that's a, a great example of what you were talking about, Beth. Because mm, here in Australia, of course, we've also got Charlotte Dawson, who unfortunately did suicide from 
virulent attacks on Twitter. On Twitter with her tr- the trolls. Now, this, so people say, well, Charlotte, why didn't you just switch it off and go to bed? Why'd you sit there and read six pages of it or 16 pages of it? Well, now this kind of brings us into a whole different realm. Uh, uh, well, again, it's, it's more of the emotional, spiritual, energetic realm, I think, where sometimes these things can really feed into our own soul lessons, wounds, triggers behaviors etc our own patterns so social media it's like we all understand for example phone addiction we, we understand that there's people out there who cannot put their phone down for three seconds they'll have a panic attack if they've left their phone in the house they've got to go back and get it straight away um, they'll get up in the middle of the night to check their phone they'll check their phone during sex they'll check their phone on the toilet they'll check their phone during you know, the terrible stories like the child's in the swimming class looking up to mum to wave and mum's eyes are on the phone. The child comes out of the school gates to meet mum or dad and mum or dad, they, they don't look their child in the eyes at the end of the day when they come to pick them up. The first time they've seen them for six hours. There was a thing on Facebook last week, um, uh, <coughs> talk about social media, in social media topic, um, where there was a little saying, uh, there was a photo of a mum that was smiling at her phone. So she was obviously watching some YouTube clip and having a bit of a laugh and smiling, and the little boy was looking at her going, I wish she'd look, she'd look at me like that. Exactly. So there's this problem. Where, this is the other thing that drives me bazoinkers. I've been, like anyone, I've had experiences in life, like I've been to seen amazing shows live when I was younger, like before, phone, before you could take camera, like pictures on your phone. I've been on holidays that were mind-blowing in like the outermost islands of Vanuatu, swinging on vines with the tribal boys into freshwater, saltwater pools, like crazy amazing things. I didn't take cameras for any of those things. So the first... I would even say, before I really started using the, the camera on my phone a lot recently, maybe the first 30 years of my life, I didn't really document right. photographically right. because I hold it in my mind and my heart. It is life through a viewfinder these days, isn't yeah. it? And so when I, I go to a concert now and everyone around me is watching the stage through their phone yeah, and it gives me a bit of a heartbreak yeah. because you're missing out on the electricity of the live experience, the now moment connected experiential, the juice, the richness of what that is. And so, yeah, I think we need to be a little bit more conscious about how much we're viewing life through a screen. Like all these bloody nature photography websites or go in your fucking garden. <laughs> what are you looking at pictures of flowers for, you moron? But go I think you, can, some. you can do a happy medium as well, though. Like, you know, go to the concert mm. Take the photo of the opening scene or take your 30-second video of the opening number and put then put it, it down. Away. You know, and then get it up for the finale again if you want to get the, the beginning and the end, but enjoy the middle. But, you know, we also are so obsessed with filming and photographing our kids ad nauseum. Do you know what? Just put it away and actually be with the kids. Look them in the eyes. See the light reflecting off their irises. See their hair shining in the sun. Touch their hands and play with them. Fucking phone there. Fucking <laughs> gets a bit fired up. I have basically, excuse me, I've got a real tickle in my throat today. I've had an ongoing battle with myself for some time about wanting to delete Facebook 100% out of my life. There's something that kind of appeals to me in a bit of a kooky, hippie way about, oh, Rebecca, you can't access her. She's off the grid. But I can't because I run... I've got lots of friends that don't have Facebook. No, but I run two businesses 
through it, which I cannot let go of and don't want to let go of. Love Life being a major one. Yeah. We have a huge community of messaging and support yeah. and conversation that's going on through Facebook, and I don't want to miss a minute of that. And I've also got teenage work going on. Teens spend 80% of their time on social media, mostly Facebook. But if you're not YouTube. posting, you can minimise it. What is your intent? So then only post about your businesses don't post anything private and only all you need to do is go to your notifications page you don't even need to go to your feed so you don't look at the feed and so therefore it's just notifications you'll get a notification of of who's commented on one of your posts so you know to then go into that to reply or you get the notification of the you've got a private message i know jane but i'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of girl you know that's that well means, i think you need to set your intent with what's your use it what is. are you using it for and i'd like to actually extend that to everybody who's listening what is your intent with social media how many hours per day are being sucked on you there's know? a thing that was kicking around on Facebook that, you know, you go click on this and find out and it then accesses your profile. It tells you how many hours you've spent on it. Oh, and that's it's obviously full of shit, though, because it says I spend four hours a day on it. I don't think so. I've got most of my stuff set up on Hootsuite. Now, here you go. Those of you running businesses on social media, great little program called Hootsuite. H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, I think it is. And look, you might pay about 10 bucks for it or so. It's not much. Um, and you can schedule all your posts on all your different social media. So I'd sit down once a week, type in all of these different things, and then they're scheduled like out. do all of your Facebook posts or Twitters for the yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. But I've, my page has evolved a lot and changed a lot. My, my Jane Donovan Facebook page, I've decided that's about my projection of who I believe I am to the world. So... I do have, I've got my family up, I've got friends up, I've got, when I'm doing silly things, I've got the things that I'm passionate about, the things I'm an activist for, the work that I'm doing, the products I'm releasing, the services I provide. And it's a real mixed podge of all of that because that's who I think I am. Mm. I also choose to not put negative up, even though, yes, I have negative in my life. And it's not to be one of those people that, oh, I wish I had her life because it looks like it's full of shit and, or it looks amazing because it, you don't see the negative side of things. But in life, I'm very careful about my negative things. I don't... I talk very carefully. If I'm going, When I'm going through something negative in my life, I've got Beck and a couple of other girlfriends that I, I share that with that help me, that keep holding the vibration high while I'm going into that negative place. I don't want to do that on Facebook. So have your intent very clear. But then I've got other pages that I run that are that they have a logo. They don't even know who's behind it, you know, that I run as marketing. And that's all that those pages get. Mm. You know, so if, if I've got a page for, I don't know, um, uh, Adelaide Singles, I probably wouldn't put up there the podcast that Beck and I do about, you know, how to, how to ghost bust your house. It's not relevant to them. And so it's creating an image, it's creating... Um, a product or service like it's really interesting isn't it when we all look through our facebook feeds the ways in which different people choose to, to use, use it facebook. yeah so you've got some people that really show how much of a moron they are yes right those people get unfollowed you can also clearly see who hasn't got a password on their account their phone gets hacked and you get some classic comments right. there <laughs> then you can see the people who are absolutely constructing the image of i have the perfect life <laughs> yes i've got some i've unfollowed them too because they drive me mental some of them are well known big name people in this i can think of her right now but i can't say it 
she got unfollowed because it was a little bit too too as they say we touched on this in another podcast about vulnerability the the transparency vulnerability authenticity genuineness yes so everyone right now think of who on your facebook feed is the most genuine who really is the most genuine is it even a format that we can use for genuine? No, no I don't think it is. Maybe it's not. But I do think... Well, I, I have another purpose that I adore Facebook for. Attention getting was the other one I was going to Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do worry about those posts when people... That, I do worry that people use... And I've got a family member that does this that uses Facebook as the call out to I'm in trouble, I need help. Correct. So there's that. And so then it's like, right, well... You know, he knows I'm on Facebook frequently. So that's, the, you know, I kind of get a bit, will you put your big boy pants on and just text me or ring me? Like, you know, yeah. we don't need to do the public outcry. But I get that he does need to do that. And he needs to know that he gets 10 likes and that those people care about him or 10 comments mm. that will say, you know, are you okay? And, and then you've got the, call neg- me if you the need me or... neg- negative fear mongers. And unfortunately, some of the most fascinating spiritual people that I do follow, and I actually had a moment this morning where I was thinking of maybe unfollowing on Facebook, tend to put up the conspiracy theory stuff. This is what's happening. Do you know about this? Have you heard? Look what they're doing to us now. Look what they, they are doing to yeah. us now. And I'm like... Fuck off. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Just go and go in your happy dolphin energy for a bit and stop fear-mongering. Stop using these positions to spread. They, it's like a part of their brain must actually think that they're helping by doing this. But do you know what? The minute I meet anyone these days who goes into a negative vibration, and I'm talking particularly spiritual people who should goddamn know better, I'll switch off straight away. I'm out. I'm either out physically out I the door. Agree. I agree. I, I don't know what made me. I clicked on. Why would I do it when I've got, you know, Australia's best psychic that sits next to me on the couch every week? Stop it, John. But I, for some reason, there was something in this post that made me click on it. It was an astrological chart. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay. And so I clicked on it, put your details in, it gets emailed to you. And I started reading it. I'd got through the first paragraph as you're fine. The next paragraph went into something along the lines of you've got a really big challenge coming up. It could go either way. It could be good. It could be bad. And I just went delete. I didn't read any further. Delete and unsubscribe. Don't send me any more of your yep, shit. Don't need it. How, I so don't get this. Let's thing. talk about being marketed to and sold to on the internet, which, of course, is happening more and more and more and more. Um, well, it's because mainstream media is so. It, that's the only place to advertise. That's that's where my advertising guru was going to do an ad for. I had a great offer on a TV advertising, and he just said, "Jane, save your money, put it on Facebook." Unbelievable, isn't it? It's a jungle out there. It is a jungle. <laughs> you know. But then Facebook banned any dating companies unless you're unless you're Match. dot com, eHarmony, or RSVP. You can't advertise. Why? They won't take our money. They've done a deal with the three big companies. Oh, well, there's... After I spent 24 grand on learning how to Facebook market, I then had that happen. You never told me that. That mm. is shocking at the mm. highest level. And Facebook mm. is corrupt through and through, but it's still all we've got until the mm. next thing really comes that takes mm. off. Um, you know, years ago, it occurred to me, just with regards to the internet in general, what is really cool and fascinating about the internet is that it's kind of a metaphor for mental telepathy. Because if, if you go into the idea of being psychic or 
talking to anyone anywhere in the universe in the twinkling of an eye, in in just a, a split second, I could message my cousin in Chicago right now and say, how are you doing? And she might write back within three seconds and say, oh, I'm, I'm up with the baby at three in the morning, but hey, how are you? You yeah. know? Now, I mean, so in the olden days, you know, there's these amazing stories about Indigenous tribes. If they needed to get a message to another tribe, well, maybe they did smoke signals. Maybe they sent a carrier pigeon. Maybe they just had a way of letting them know. There was a lot of telepathic work that went on back Correct. then. I've read some awesome books so on that. The world used to perhaps have these mechanisms to communicate. Maybe a bit less effective because maybe not everyone could do it. Maybe it wasn't always that clear. Maybe sometimes the message got lost or misinterpreted. These days, we have access to the exact same phenomenon. You can contact anyone anywhere in three milliseconds. You can do it. And that, to me, is showing people what's possible. And if they can just make that next extra jump, which is you don't even need the screen in front of you, you can actually just do it through your very atom style and through your spinning, spinning quantum physics, through your whatever you want to call it, through your energy, through your vibration, through that wormhole, through that black hole in space and time, you can still connect with anyone. It's opened us up to just the idea that it's, that we are, it's, it's oneness. We're all now having conversations as a globe, as a superhighway, the information superhighway, where every person in the world who can hold a phone is in on this together. It's exciting, Even the isn't it? Who can't hold phones. It's exciting. <laughs> and things go viral without, you know, you just put it out there and bang, suddenly it's gone viral. And it's isn't exciting. it fascinating to watch both what goes viral online, and to that extent I also think what goes um, big in Hollywood, as a real... Um, indicator as where the zeitgeist is with regards to what people are emotionally and spiritually clutching onto next, where the energy is going. It's always pointing it out to us. I execute my right to enforce my healthy boundaries. I think we could have actually kept talking on this We forever. could have, but we can't. Yes, there's so much more to squeeze in, but maybe we'll do a part two one day. And until then, if you need any information at all, anything you can think of, you'll find everything at lovelifeshow.com. So until this time next week, have fun using a lot of real intention and maybe even a bit of spirituality in your social media use this week. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.